Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. You guys, I'm so excited for my guests today. <laughs> <laughs> this is one that's like less natural. The intro is le- is less of a natural part, so bear with me. Being very, you're being very professional because now I'm like awkward about it a little bit. Aaron and Sarah Foster are on the pod today, and I'm so excited because I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you like more? By the way, is you know what's really funny is that we realized that like. We're, we should not be Aaron and Sarah Foster. Like that's like a married couple, right? Like when you think about it, we go like we're a couple. We always say like Aaron and Sarah Foster, like that's how people refer to us. But the truth is we're not married. I agree, Sarah. And I think I felt weird saying it. I felt weird saying Aaron and Sarah Foster, Aaron yeah, Foster and Sarah Foster. It's better than saying the Foster sisters because they oh, were well, like that's porn brutal. twins. Well, porn twins is cooler than being married. But Aaron, other. you're now a fish. Tickman. Yeah, I know. Do you think that it works like the Tickman? I think it really doesn't work. It doesn't work. I, I, I did like legally change my name just to get away. Yeah. Welcome to the pod. Aaron Tickman and Sarah Foster. <laughs> no, it's not landing. But, but Aaron, you like, okay, you guys, for those who don't know, Aaron married Simon Tickman, who's Jewish and you converted to Judaism for him which is a huge deal, like a huge deal. And that's a huge undertaking. What is that like? I Like if you can tell us. Honestly, it was really a cool experience because I have always been sort of anti-religion and Simon is like comes from immigrant parents and it's very important to be Jewish for him. And so I said to him, like, I'm going to go through the class and, and if I connect to this, then I'll convert. But if I don't connect to it, like, I don't really want to fake it. And, um, it was really cool because they have couples do it together and they teach you that it's not about like me learning Jewish, you know, tradition, and then like being good enough to marry Simon. It's us going to classes together. And then they say that, um, you really become a Jewish couple, on the drive home from class, discussing what you learn in class and disagreeing or like, you know, pushing back on it or saying like, what works for you, what doesn't work or what you want to implement in your household or whatnot. And so it was actually like a cool process. And then when I actually, you know, so the end of a conversion, you do this thing called a mikvah, you go in the water and you speak to three rabbis 
it's not like sex in the city where they like deny you three times. They're actually like very welcoming, but they, they, they have said no to people though, right? I don't know. Uh, you know what? Sometimes at the end of a conversion, they'll, they'll say like, they don't think someone's ready, but it's not like a rejection. I would have um, loved if you got rejected. <laughs> I know. Cause I would have like, been like, Judaism doesn't reject anyone, but they're like, you know what? She's just not good for the brand. <laughs> And I'd be like, you guys, my, my wedding's in like six weeks. So I need you to take me. But you would have had Simon convert to Christianity because we're Christian. I ain't not no Christian. Was it important for Simon, Aaron, or for his family? It was was a non, non-negotiable. But he told me that the first time I ever like spoke to him. So he was very clear day one. Like he's like, I'm not like some crazy religious person, but I have to marry a Jewish girl. So you know, you don't yeah. have to date me. If that's was there anything good. behind that? Like, if you're not crazy religious and like, then why was it so important to him? It's something that you, you, I mean, you're Israeli. So I don't know if, if you will understand this more than like Americans that I know and me and how I felt about it. Immigrant Jews is a very, very different culture than like American Jews. So Simon's parents are Russian and they fled Russia because they were not allowed to be Jewish there. So Judaism means something very different to his family. And it's not that they're, they're not like deeply religious people, but they're deeply connected to the tradition of Judaism and to like furthering the bloodline of Jewish people and protecting it. First of all, I love that you've joined us. Like, I feel like you actually fit the Jewish brand. Thank you. I like to think that being Jewish is being like homey and cozy. (laughs) Um, That's why you started cooking. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm trying to be a good Jewish wife. It's really sweet. It's uh, and it's like become, you know, my ten year old wants to be Jewish because she associates it with Friday Shabbat. Oh my and god, Vivi is such a vibe. She's a vibe. But like, like, are you a little bit like? I feel like she's at the age where are you a little starting to get worried, like with the TikToks and the she dances like too good almost. I feel like no, but she can watch like a JLo, like she watched the JLo Super Bowl routine for like five minutes and had it. But what's so crazy is she's not like public on any of these platforms. Like she doesn't have a phone. She has an iPad that she's only allowed to have on the weekends. Like we're actually very strict. Her dad is very strict. He's German. So it's weird. I think people assume like Vivi is like public on these platforms and she's like got a phone with her at all times, you know, because of when I post her. Yeah. But she really doesn't. She has to beg like a dog for her iPad. And I can't even fathom if I gave her access to one to a phone at all. I can't imagine what her vibe would be. Like her vibe is the way that it is when she has barely any access. Imagine her vibe if she like had a public Snapchat. But there's going to be a day. I mean, there's going to be a day. Oh, if I let her be public, first of all, she's gotten like job offers. Like one of my favorite stories, I will keep it quiet, like uh, short because I'm keep it quiet on the public podcast. I meant short. I'll keep it short. But we got an email like a year ago or something from it was like, I have a a note from the editor of Bazaar. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that they want us to do a cover or something. I don't know. Not a cover. (laughs) Not a cover. They want us to do like anything. Anyways, long story short. They wanted her to, they wanted to know if Valentina would interview Lady Gaga for that. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what? You want, anyway, v, v turned it down. No, she did it. Why? She was too scared. Well, a couple things. I didn't want her to do it. I'm not like stage momming, taking her to like milk studios, you know, to like wait in a room for Lady Gaga to be ready to oh, talk to her. Oh, wait. Okay, but no audition? Like she would have the job if she said yes? She had it. They were like, we would love for her. So I guess this was longer than a year ago because this was for A Star Is Born. They were like, we want Vivi to do the like digital like interview. That's so wild. Okay, you guys, sorry to interrupt. I want to talk about mental health. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. And that's a thing to freaking celebrate. But it shouldn't be our focus just for the month of May, even though it's my birthday month and I love May. It's important to be working on our mental health all year long. Positive effects of therapy will literally create such a difference in your life, in your relationships, in your career, and in your happiness. I really, really, really believe in therapy. And I used to maybe not, but that was when I was less accepting of my you know, issues and things that I need to work on. And I just thought that, you know, 
why work on things, <laughs> literally. And then I grew up a bit and realized that, whoa, there's some stuff. And talking to just an objective human being about your life and about what's going on, that in of itself is the most helpful thing. Because sometimes you don't want to talk to your partner or to your family or to your friend. So, you know, now especially since the pandemic, but also in general, it's so much easier to do therapy from your own home, from your own comfort zone. So Talkspace is an amazing, amazing services and I wholeheartedly recommend them. You can sign up online and start therapy legit the same day you sign up. You can text, you can video, you can voice message to your licensed therapist. So it's really, really convenient. They let you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the Talkspace platform 24-7. You could set goals with your therapist and it's just the number one online therapy platform that has thousands of licensed therapists and you guys should check it out because it's not only affordable and not only has thousands of licensed therapists, it's secure and private. Check it out, you guys. As a listener of this podcast, you can get $100 off of your first month with Talkspace. So to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code NOTSKINNY to get your $100 off of your first month to show support of the show. So that's NOTSKINNY and go to Talkspace.com. Erin, do you know what I was thinking about? And I think about so often, I give this example so often, is like, do you girls realize, and you're starting a podcast now how wild it is that today there is Zoom like we're recording right now. And only, I don't know, two years ago when I started my podcast and I asked Aaron to come on and you live in LA and I live in New York. And I was like, well, let me know when you're in New York. Like tough. (laughs) Can't do it. Like never be able to do it until then. Like never like legit. Okay. Next time. Oh, okay. Don't like legit. This was two years ago. And it was like, if you can't meet somebody in person, then you can't do a podcast, which is so odd because today it's like people in New York, I fucking Zoom with them. You know, it's just so much easier. You should have all bought Zoom stock two and a half years ago. Yeah. Sarah thinks in stocks. I know you guys are so like businessy, which we'll get to that. But that's really like the vibe. Like everything with you two <laughs> is <laughs> my takeaway from the comment is mine. Sarah. Okay. So when Aaron came on my podcast, Sarah walked Aaron to my apartment, which was so cute. You did. I did. Yeah, you did. Wait, what? Yeah. You walked her and then Aaron. It must have been my way home or something. It was really not. Cause like you were saying, I live on the Upper East Side and you were saying, maybe you were staying like Midtown Eastie or something, but no, you went, you did it because you love her. And, um, and Aaron has, we both have a fear of elevators, which Aaron, did you get, are you anywhere? No, still same. Still same. Yeah. Still. And I, I'm not, I don't know if Sarah knows girl. this, but I Hello. cornered Aaron to take the mm-hmm. elevator. Okay. So I came down to meet you. Cause I don't know. Is that a thing you do in LA? You were like, you were like, are you going to come down? And I was like, oh, am I? And I came down. It was only because I don't like to take elevators. Oh, we'll go in them, but you just need someone in there with you. Like you'll do it yeah. if there's like a, a doorman or right. Like someone to take it with me. Right. Yeah. But you were scared. So, so I'm scared of elevators too. So I came down by the, like I took the stairs and I was like, Aaron, should we take the elevator together? Did <laughs> you? And then I like freaked out because then I realized that she's terrified too. And then that made me feel really unsafe because <laughs> neither one of us would be able to handle if it got stuck. Nobody wants to go on an airplane with someone else who's just as scared as flying as you. That's yeah. Like a nice I, but I'm the opposite. Like I, when two people are scared, like I'll take the like, but don't you remember? I was like, it'll be okay. Yeah. And it was, it was like the- jumping. <laughs> It was the slowest elevator I've ever been oh, in my yeah. life. It was, yeah. I regretted it. The door, the man, the doors closed. It <sighs> felt like a coffin. Oh my God. And I felt so bad. I'm like, this is how I'm breaking the ice. I'm like taking her on her biggest <laughs> fear and like cornering her in the, in the elevator. And then on the way, like I didn't even make her feel safe enough because when we finished, she was like, I think we'll take the stairs down on the way. Yeah, up. I did. <laughs> it was scary. That's for you. That's fun though, because in LA, you don't have to, deal with it a lot in New York. Like I've had to come, I've had to get over my fear of elevators a little bit because you can't avoid it. Like you just can't. A lot harder in New York for sure. 
And you're just not like you're that's your like you're not going to try to overcome the fear. I mean, I want to. I went to um, cognitive behavior therapy for like two and a half years and it got me taking them at all. But just with another Mm. person, I never really like got to the part where I could I could be alone in them. But I'm definitely scared to like be a mom that like is scared to take elevators because you don't really have a choice. Mm. You'll just do it because you'll have a stroller. I was hoping that by the time I had kids, I'd have like a bodyguard and like (laughs) staff or something. And it's just like, not, not how you're going to be the person happened. calling Simon. He's going to be in a meeting. You're like, I need you to meet me at the pediatricians. Yeah. I don't care if you're in a meeting. He will. I mean, every time we go to dinner, if I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, he's like, do you need me to go with you? Aww. He knows that I will lock the door. It's so just- Aaron, that's why I connected with you so much, even before like years ago, because I was following you and I, I saw all those things that I felt so weird about. And you were posting like, I'm the same way with bathrooms, especially if they don't have reception. I'm like, sucks. I'm going to have to be with the door open. If someone comes, I'll just get the full show. Didn't you tell me the story that you got stuck in one that was like a regular thing? I got stuck in one with Simon, actually. It was it was really scary. With Simon together? Was he together? Like, was he fine? Well, no. <laughs> no. He was in the elevator with her. He was with me. By the way, can I just say that the way that you're like, oh, and Simon like offers you to go to the bathroom. Aaron and I fly together more. I mean, pre-COVID more than her and Simon, I fucking get up if I'm fucking sleeping out of my seat to go walk your ass to the bathroom on the airplane because she won't go in. And I stand there like a, you know, like an, like an incredible human. I stand there. You're actually very, very good about my claustrophobia. Yes. Have you, you ever, ever once been like, by the way, it's so nice that you'll be like <gasps> chilling in your seat, deep in a book, deep in something interesting, deep on some, you know, celeb gossip thing. And I get up you do. to walk you to the bathroom. That's- so we should take a acknowledge that you know what you're right Sarah I I acknowledge that you are very patient and understanding with my claustrophobia you've stand stood outside bathroom doors for me plenty yes. of times you never no no I'll tell you why because I have Sarah the same exact fear like Aaron doesn't ca- seem to care but like I have the same exact <laughs> fear like Aaron like I'm no, trying to connect with you no I really she do doesn't. care you know what it's like like there's something very childish about having this fear and it's like when you're claustrophobic, it it comes up a lot more than people realize. And and you inconvenience the people around you a lot. And there's a lot of embarrassment around it. So like I hold it in and don't go pee if I'm out to dinner with people that I don't feel safe with. Ugh. But if I'm with someone like one of my sisters or my husband, then I'm comfortable. Like my friend Jamie, by the way, like I'll say to her, like, can you just cover the door? And then I'll hear her. 30 seconds later being like, Aaron's afraid of the bathroom. So I'm like holding the door for it's so fucking crazy. I'm like, that's not being safe. Like then now I'm like scared to tell Jamie to like hold the door. because She like blows up my spot and tells anyone who walks by like what she's doing. Where like, I feel like Sarah, you're very discreet about it. That's and so, so is Simon. You don't want to like advertise it. It's Jamie, embarrassing. Like, Jamie's going to like watch the door. And then next thing you know, like a stranger's going to walk in and Jamie's be like talking to someone. Like, Yeah. She's like, well, I don't know. It's so embarrassing. Like I went to get my hair cut the other day and in my head, I'm like a haircut. Not, sorry. My hair, like, um, highlights. Um, yeah, I which, like, it looks great. not in this light though. What the hell? Oh, it looks good. Thank you. I like it. Um, depressing the listeners with this like depressing claustrophobia situation or do listeners like this? They'll deal. They love it. They'll relate. Do you know how many people like? Yeah, maybe claustrophobia is relatable. I really don't like find enough people, though, that have our our issue. I know. That's why I don't feel like I'm really offended. You're not like, oh, my God, Amanda. No, I I really do connect with you. I guess that it's just the idea that you do take elevators. But let me tell you. You have to. I can't get there. But listen to me. First of all, I've had my ups and downs and I have times where I was taking it by myself but I think I just started Zoloft and it was like went to my head and I thought I was invincible and then it came back down. But now like Noah, like, you know, and which is so funny, you say safe, like a safe person because I use the same. That's her name. I know. Which like, did you tell Sarah it's spelled wrong on your freaking neck in Hebrew? Yeah. But you know what? I, I talked to Jen Meyer about this recently and, and I learned that no way. No, it, I mean, it's in Hebrew, so you can't tell, but basically they did try to create that separation. It's technically um, there. It's just not spaced out enough. So you can't like, it's supposed to be, it's technically. Did it you is. cheap out on the slash? Well, talk to Simon. I get. It's supposed uh, to like, it's like, it's like a, it's a, it's like a separator, yes, but it's not. I see it. I see it. Can you Hebrew, Amanda? Yeah, fluently. That's why 
we're talking about you guys. Erin knows her future baby name already and it's on her neck in Hebrew and I speak Hebrew. So when I saw it, I was like, um, that's spelled wrong. Kind of like when a Chin- <laughs> like someone gets a tattoo in Chinese, but it's a little like mistake a row, but you could just like saw off some diamond or something. I know I told them to space it out and they're like, I don't think that it'll work. But when you were saying about safe people, it's such a relatable thing for me because that's how I think of things like of a safe person, somebody I feel safe with. That's why I've avoided like a lot of girls trips and things like that just because of people. Oh my God, I'm so bad on girls trips. I never feel safe. But you, but Sarah seems to be like your safe person. And Sarah, I always see, and like I told Aaron that my, my younger sister really relates to you and how you are on planes that you always go and ask the, like, don't you always go and a- talk to the pilot and ask about the weather? To that cockpit and just wants to talk about it. And she's like, annoys him with like the dub. She's like, so are there clouds today? Because I looked on the weather app and it actually says cloudy with chance of hail. Where is the hail hitting? I looked, it's over Michigan. Are we going to go above Michigan or below? Because I personally think that the best route is if we go this way and you're like, are you telling the pilot you know, what I route you think is best? I will literally try to negotiate with them to go like a different route after, you know. And let's be really clear to people who are listening. We're not talking about private planes here. We're no. talking about Delta, United, American. We are Wait, talking- can anyone get to the cockpit? I just go. I just go. No, no, not like you can't go once you're once you've taken off. I go the second I walk on the plane, I put my back You know, it's down. always open and they kind of wait. And I kind of like lie to the steward because you're not supposed to go in, but I'm kind of like, oh, I have to use the bathroom. And then I just like sneak up. And then it's what do you want? You want reassurance that the weather is good and that makes you feel good? I just need to know everything. I track the flight the whole way. So I know when we're going into like weather. So I like to say, I see that there's weather in these part in this part of the country are we above it? Are we in it? Are we below it? And sometimes they'll be like, oh, we're above it. We're, it's going to be a smooth ride. And they're like, listen, in, in two hours, like we won't be, it's going to be crazy. They're like, we won't be able to go above it. We'll be in it. But I assure you, it's the safest way to travel. I'm like, right. But let's just go around it. And they're like, well, we can't go around it. <laughs> she like negotiates I negotiate. the route with them. I negotiate. It's like, this is not ways. Like you don't get to just like decide. But like, I remember saying, point I was like I was like I see that we're scheduled to be at 34,000 feet the whole way but I really think that if we could just do 37 <laughs> this is it's crazy I think and you're, some of them humor me some of them like listen and they're like well, super yeah, you're like in a crop top being like um sir I think that this route is a little better at 37,000 feet they're like okay abs keep talking yeah, okay, like, you're a supermodel I'm usually look horrendous. And some pilots are literally like bitch out. Like they're not feeling it at all. It's really a t- it's really like a touch and go. Like but I don't Sarah, really know what I'm getting. First of all, isn't it weird that Aaron's claustrophobic, but she's like miss like flight attendant? Like, isn't that a little weird? But are you claustrophobic on planes? Because I'm not. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's such a claustrophobic thing. It's a space. It's an air. It's like a closed enclosed thing. You can't open a window. It's claustrophobic, Aaron. I'm so interesting because I am so accommodating to her, but she will never give me the window. It's that's, like, Sarah, that's not true. We, we, you always have the window because of your issue. And then I started sleep. I started, started separating us. I started because- sitting separately from Sarah a couple of years ago because she always wants the window because of her fear, which I respect. So I always gave it to her. But then I realized that like, sometimes you get on a flight at 6am to New York and like, I want a window too. Cause I want to sleep, you know, on the wall. And so I'm like, let's just not sit together. Let's both take one. All of a sudden she's independent, Sarah. All of a sudden yeah, she's, she's like, like, I don't need you. But by the way, if I need to go to the bathroom, I stop by her aisle. I'm dead, exactly. I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. You know what? If we ever get back to like flying again and being normal again, find someone else. No, to I'm yeah. sorry, Aaron, but like, I'm sorry. You're going to separate her and not sit next to her and then tap her and be like, come to the bathroom. Yeah. And by the way, I've had to sit next to some real doozies. Let me tell you, (laughs) I've had to sit next to some real chatty Cathy's where truly it's like five hours of my life. I can never get back because this one has to also have a window. Wait, Sarah, but so does turbulence scare you or Yes, I can't. It's it's really bad. So what? Um, like a phobia podcast. I now? know what people. No one's listening. I just want we all you guys to just are no. Oh my god. So how are you in business together? Because both of you are very controlling. You've tried to control my pod. This is what I do. I converse. <laughs> now I'm gonna get negative podcast reviews. The trolls are waiting to be like Amanda. 
asks questions. She didn't prepare. Like, I just see the trolls. I see them coming. I see the negative comment. And even the guests, it's going to say, even the guests. <laughs> called her out on it. We're just, we're just insecure that we want to be like interesting enough, you know? So you can cut all this out. Sorry, you guys to interrupt. I wanted to just show off again about my diamond bracelet that I got from jamesallen.com. It is so pretty. It is so fine. And James Allen makes it so easy to find like the perfect jewelry for you um, that you can afford that's right for your pocket by choosing like the carrot and the weight and the size and just to customize your own piece of jewelry, you guys. So check it out because they are really just an amazing uh, company. They have everything from diamond bracelets, diamond studs, pendants, anniversary rings, engagement rings. If uh, you want to throw a little hint at your partner that you're looking for something V-specific. So anyway, what I loved about my experience with them is that I was able to customize the perfect piece of jewelry depending on my personal preference and budget. So you can choose also the diamond origin. Do you want earth created or lab created? Lab created might get you more bang for your buck because it is lab created. So check it out, you guys. Also 25 freaking percent off. That's a lot uh, with code not skinny. So go to jamesallen.com. Check out their website. Find something you love. Then type code not skinny when you check out because you deserve to treat yourself. And honestly, listen, at the end of the day, it's been a year. Okay. I, for one, have not bought myself a lot of things because I was home in my PJs. But guess what? Now I'm shining bright like a diamond in my PJs. So guess what? You can too with code not skinny for 25% off on their website, jamesallen.com. Code is not skinny for 25% off. I want to talk about your new podcast that's coming out. It's called The World's First Podcast. Which is such a genius title because it's like not because podcasts have been around because you're so late to the game. Is that why? Because we are literally the last people to have a podcast. My everyone I know, I don't know people that have no business having a podcast. Like my dentist has a podcast. So like, do you feel like cool. you're, were you almost like, wait, should we even do it? Because it's like everyone already has one. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It just felt like well, we've it, been, tr- we've been trying to plan it for three years. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's like such a simple thing that like, for some reason we overcomplicated it in so many ways. And I don't know, it just took us, I don't know. We just had a lot going on and it just took a lot of time, but it just sort of felt like Sarah and I want to be able to create sort of like a central hub of things where we can like talk about the things we care about. And like, and it just, it just made sense to do it. I mean, not that we like need one more thing to do, but it just seemed like, um, that it, we needed it. But so. do you do it once a week? I feel like that's going to be hard. Yeah. Like actually once a week. You're really good at being down. on top of it. You, so you do it once a week and you never miss your week? No. Jesus. But you, you got, you, you could be different. You could be like, boop, podcast drop. <laughs> <laughs> Are, like, hey guys, I know we launched, but we're going to be, um, take on a hiatus. <laughs> for like, I know we launched last week, but we're now on hiatus for three weeks. <laughs> we're just going to take a little break. Are you going to have guests or is it going to be just you two talking about this stuff? We're, it'll be both. So there'll be some episodes. It's just the two of us like arguing and talking about whatever. And like me, like telling Sarah, she's a horrible person. And then other episodes will have a guest. You, I heard you're, you're going to have some really, really, really famous guests. Well, we're not. We've only had one famous person. Yeah, right? like the truth Chris, is, Chris like, Jenner. Right? Everybody is doing. That was the name. That was the name drop. I didn't know if I could drop. Oh yeah, yeah. But we didn't want to talk to Chris about like the celeb stuff. We really wanted to talk to her about the business ventures and how the fuck she managed to create two billionaire daughters. Like that's the stuff we wanted to talk to because I feel like every celebrity has been on every podcast. Like, do people really want to listen to us interview? But not. But not the Kardat, not the Car Jenners. They don't really do podcasts. Chris actually hasn't done a lot. So I, yeah, I really tried to ask her questions that were like more vulnerable. Aaron was like Diane Sawyer, like hard hitting. I was like, calm the hell down, Chris. What do you eat for lunch? Aaron's like, no, Sarah, no, Chris. I really want to know what would you, what would, what do you want people to know about you that people? Are, and then she like asked her about like the kimono drama. I'm like, Aaron, Diane Sawyer, like sit back. Was she a vibe? Is she such a vibe? Yes. She really is great. The she's truth the is she's really, she's a, she's just, she's a very like, 
I said this to her that it's interesting because the Kardashian brand is so all about like over the top glamour and so much of everything. And she has the personality of a very salt of the earth person. Like that really is her feeling. Like you have a dinner with her and she is very present. She's not like in like a momager mode. She doesn't talk about any of it. She's just like, I don't know. She seems like she's, she's really focused and present and like, feels like a, like a really like whip smart mom. And she's also just supportive. She's very supportive of other women. Yeah. And she, listen at the, at the nucleus of all, all of it. Right. They're just a really tight knit family. Would you, are you jealous that like Chrissy Teigen did a line with her? Like would, would that be a goal of yours to do like a venture with her? It's a good point. I mean, what the fuck? Honestly, uh, what the fuck? Now that you brought it up, we're upset. <laughs> no, but she called me. She called me like two years ago, or she didn't call me. She like texted me and was like, "We need to talk. Like, I, I need to talk to you guys. Like, insinuating like we need help. And why didn't we ever follow up on that? Or maybe no. she didn't follow up. Uh, manage us. I mean, hello. Well, <laughs> well, we did ask for like how many like celebs or like losers like us have asked you to manage them. Can you imagine how Does many Does she people- manage people though that aren't them? All she has to say to everyone is she only manages her family. No, but remember when she broke out for a minute and she was managing like rando singers and stuff? She was? Like, a yes. girl band. She did, but it might've been just for the show, but there was like a girl band situation. That thing that you posted. Oh no, I thought that was a Kardashian thing. It was, you're like obsessed with Courtney though, right? Is that like a bit or you like are really obsessed with her? I really am, but I'm starting to think like, how are we going to ever be friends if I could? keep this going. Yeah. Cause care. you want to be like her equal, you know, no, you don't want to like be her like fan. I think that's lost. I think, no, listen, at the end of the day, I'm a superficial hoe and I like the way that she looks and dresses. So cool. Cool. You too. someone I like posted her. a picture of her the other day. She's so she was like 38 or whatever. And she's a thousand times hotter at however old she she's is. 42. She looks amazing. And honestly, like everyone loves the Kardashians. I love them too. And I just think she's the best one of them. I really want to talk to you about your working relationship, you and Aaron, Sarah and Aaron, because you have so many other siblings, but we'll just talk about Jordan, who is your one sibling that's from the same mom and dad, right? Because I, I, we're three sisters and I'm always like comparing our lives to yours because we have so many fights of like sister stuff. And on the outside, it seems like Aaron and Sarah have you know, business together, they work together, you write together, you've acted together. And Jordan is like, seems like she doesn't have a problem with it. Now you're doing favorite daughter, the three of you, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole brand started because Aaron and I were actresses, right? Like that's all we, that's what we had done since high school. So the brand started the quote, we didn't set out to be like a sister brand, to be clear. That was not like, Ooh, like I, it could be really cool if we were this, there's like a hole in the market for like, funny sisters. Yes. When I called Sarah and said that me and my manager had had this idea for Barely Famous, she was like, no, that sounds very weird. I was like, I'm busy. I'm on a show. I was on like a weird show and didn't want to do it. And so, yeah, we didn't set out to do this, but, but when we did Barely Famous, it never, it didn't make sense at all. Jordan wasn't interested in being on it because she has like zero interest in being an actress on, on camera in front of the camera or anything like that. So she is really funny. She is really funny. Yeah. She, she had no interest in it, but then, you know, that snowballed into like a bigger thing. And the truth is, is that Jordan is just very, like, she's very solid in like who she is and what she wants and what she's interested in. And she's never been interested in a spotlight of any kind. And clearly we are. And, (laughs) but then I think that there was a point where, you know, she started to say like, listen, I don't want to do what you guys are doing at all. And like, I couldn't do it. Like she would crumble, like speaking at like a speaking event in New York to like a hundred girls. Like that's not what she wants to do, but she's in fashion. She's a, a stylist and like a really talented one. So we would come to New York and she would style us for an event. And we would like get compliments that we looked better than we'd ever looked before. And we, and it was always like so fun to be able to do something together. And so she just, it, she got to a point where she was like, I'm just jealous that you guys get to do stuff together. Like it would be so fun if I got to travel with one of you or like we could do things together. Like I'm never envious of what it is that you're doing. It's just that, you know, we get to be together. But even her saying that wasn't like a, so what do you got for me? She would just say it. Like she wasn't, she was never like, what about me? What about me? Never. Like she has two kids. She lives in New York. She's a stylist. She's not trying to be an actress. 
So when Favorite Daughter came about, when the opportunity came to Aaron and I, it was the natural inclusion of, oh, well, this is the perfect thing to bring Jordan in. It's fashion. Like, mm-hmm. Aaron, I don't even know anything about fashion. We have no business having a clothing line. Jordan actually, when Jordan closes her eyes, the thing that her dream was always to build a brand. So like it actually, it just made sense. Yeah. So it was a natural thing, obviously, to bring Jordan to favorite da- daughter because she is a stylist. So is it the three of you? How does how does like the work divide in the clothing line? Like, is she, does she like design and you're doing more of the marketing stuff? No, it's kind of tricky because like it's her first time running a brand with us. She worked with the girls who started Laleen, if you know that mm-hmm. brand. Um, so she was there for the launch of that brand. So she did like learn a lot, like watching that and just kind of, she just sort of understands like color trends and like cool ways to like, like what we should be focusing on and how to stop things from being cheesy or like chasing a trend. But we all kind of, share, th- like, I think it's just taking time for us to learn how to delegate. Sarah and I are not great at delegating. We always like need our hands and eyes on everything. And it's to a fault where we just did Barbara Cochran. How do you say it? Barbara Cochran. Barbara oh Cochran. God, I always read it as Cochran. It might be Cochran. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the awesome lady from Shark Tank, we yeah. just did her. Yes. And she was so focused on this thing of like, who do you have in your life that you can delegate to? And it's so challenging because we feel this like need to be like have our eyes on everything. And it's really hard for us to let anything go. And we have to get better at that because we can't do everything. Right. Because we're doing just so many things and we're not doing any of them at a hundred. So we're all like, we have someone amazing, this woman, Montana, who like is the head of the snake for basically every, she's like the CEO of all of it. She does. She's involved in everything without her. We would have zero business like legit. That's true. So we're just trying to figure out how to delegate, you know, favorite daughter, it's new. So we're micromanaging everything because it's us. We're the faces of the brand, right? But the goal is in a few years, we don't want to be at every fitting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hopefully we're on a television set and we're doing all the other things that we're doing. So you're doing a lot of things. A lot of things. Okay, you guys, don't you want to be pretentious about wine? I do. I don't want to be like, oh, the white, you know, one that's, you know, cheap on the. I want to know what wines I love. Wouldn't that be a vibe? This episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat is brought to you by Bright Sellers. They are the wine subscription service that helps you find the wine that you love. You go to their website, you take a quick seven question quiz, and they pair you with wines that you with love. And then you can be pretentious and annoying about wine after you find out what wines you connect with the most. And then you could buy those and love them and know which ones you like. And your life will be forever changed. So they're giving my listeners, Bright Sellers is giving you guys 50% off your first box plus, plus an additional free bottle. So that's 50% off six bottles, which is, you know, half the price, obviously, if you, I know math isn't easy. And then an additional just gift, like an additional bottle. So go to brightsellers.com backslash N-S-B-N-F. That's brightsellers, B-R-I-G-H-T-C-E-L-L-A-R-S.com backslash N-S-B-N-F to get 50% off your first six bottle order and exclusive bonus bottle of wine. Bright sellers, you guys check them out. You're welcome. You guys are kind of like the, your goals because you found a way to like, you're saying you were actresses. Then you did barely famous, which is hilarious. And um, I think not only me, but so many people are upset. It ended after season two. And if you guys want to watch it, where can we find it? Like if people, Amazon prime, Prime? iTunes, did you have an accent? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Um, it's an amazing, amazing show. I loved it. I'm like really shook that it kind of fell between the chairs. I don't know if that's an, saying in English, but it is in Hebrew. That it, like it, it was just on it, the wrong. It was just we listen. We can't we can't knock being on VH1 because they gave us an opportunity and they put our show yeah. on the air and they basically let us like for the most part make the show we wanted to make, which is really hard really to find. But at the end of the day, people aren't going to VH1 for comedy. And it was a complicated show to to get people to understand anyway. So when you're when you're stuck between like, you know, dating naked 
in some other like show, it's like confusing for people. We needed to be on like a Comedy Central or a Bravo, maybe. Bravo, because Bravo wasn't interested because our show was poking fun of reality TV. But I feel like today it would be different. I feel like if you were before your time, I feel like you might have been before your time. Yeah, they were into the idea, but they really wanted to just get the actual reality show, which is just never going to happen. And so we needed people who were really on the ride with us to make a satire. And it was hard to find that. And then once the show was hitting, then like someone from Bravo reached out saying like, why didn't you pitch this to us? Like we would have bought this. And we were like, we did pitch it to you to some low level person who basically laughed us off. And like some person blew us off and like gave us like an assistant in the meeting. And like, they clearly weren't interested. And then once they saw what it was, they wished that they had said yes. And so it sucks because like, it was such a special show. It was really unique. It's really hard for us to recreate that. We've been thinking, thinking of ways to do that for the last few years because People loved it so much. We're really proud of it. And like, we, we wish we could do it again. But it was an ambitious, I get why no one wanted it. It was ambitious. It was a scripted comedy where we were playing ourselves. Like that was, no one had a clue who we were at the time. Like it confused people until you saw it. Right. But isn't that kind of like still your brand? Because I feel like just yeah. now, Sarah, didn't you post something for Kate Hudson's birthday? That was like kind of what you were on the show. It was like the same that vibe show. That was a scene from oh. the show. Oh. Yes. That was the scary- Oh my god, I didn't remember that scene. No, it was a scene from the show. Yeah, it was. It was the first episode, right? It's a pilot. Yeah, it's a pilot episode. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I freaking loved it. I loved it. I I really do think that it it was ahead of its time and today it would have been it wouldn't have ended. I know it's it, it, I sometimes like when I can't sleep at night, I'm just thinking like, oh, we'd be on season eight of Barely Famous. And it'd be like on the Netflix. biggest show If we were ever. on Netflix, we'd be on season eight. And OK, aside from Favorite Daughter and your upcoming podcast, you found a way to be like, oh, my God, no wonder Barbara Co- Cochran, I hope that's her last name, um, <laughs> wanted you on her podcast because you're like you became kind of like investors, like, right. You you started working mm-hmm. with Bumble's creative directors and then yeah. are you still with Get the Mirror? Yeah. So we 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 met Whitney Wolf like four and a half years ago on a panel in New York. I was there. I came. You were there? I came to yeah. see you. Did I know that? No, not you. You told a- me to come, Aaron. Don't fucking make me seem like a loser. No, no I think this is a different one. This then. is a different one. You didn't come to the one where we just went to speak to employees. Oh, no. I came to the Bumble like hub. Like it looked like. Oh, my. Maybe I just forgot because this is four years ago. No, that was got to be it. In 2017? With Whitney, she was you guys friends in 2017? Yeah, I think we were. Whoa. You guys are like long Wait, at friends. the Bumble Hive, Whitney was on the panel, right? Yeah, but it was a cute. It wasn't employees. People bought tickets. There was like a bar. No, no, no. Employees. You're right. It was that one. I'm sorry. I forgot because it was four years ago. I just forgot. Yeah. And then you went out for drinks and it happened that night. Yes, exactly. Oh God, you were at that. That's so funny. I remember this now. We were just Honestly, paid. I was also really drunk at that event. We no, were, you, you were. You were. I rarely do this. And like sometimes, you know how people will, will be like, oh, you should come to this. Like, I'll never go. And because I really liked Erin, she was like, you should come. And I went, which like, I'm shocked at myself that I can't. I'm like shocked. But I came well, to see you guys speak and you were so funny and it was so good. And then literally oh. that night, you... So the, she just had you on the panel as like speaker, like guest speaker. Yeah, we just little like paid to speak and on a panel and went to New York and it was like so fun. And we met Whitney for the first time that night. And then we got drinks with her after we hit it off. And she she's was, like, I'm launching this new arm of Bumble called Bumble Biz. And, and I would love for you guys to help me launch it. Yeah. So we got really, really lucky in that situation that Whitney took a chance on us and brought us into the company and we started working for her. And it was an amazing amazing time. And then because of that, it, you know, everything leads to the next thing, which is what I always try to talk about. Like say yes to the dress. No, say yes to the things that seem like you aren't ready for or scare you. Like what's the worst thing that happens? Like you fail at it or you learn that that's not what you are meant to do because everything kind of teaches you something new about yourself. And like, you don't know your full spectrum of skill sets until you test them out. And so we were able to do this job and have this relationship with Whitney that taught us a lot about ourselves. And so it brought us into this other lane of working with a tech company and coming up with clever ideas for marketing or putting campaigns together and 
thinking of like interesting creative ways to launch part of a company. Like we had never done that before. And we really enjoyed it. And we learned a lot watching Whitney. She was so young. You know, she was like 27 at the time, like building this massive company. She's like 31 years old. Oh now. my it's God. Really no, crazy. I can't. There's so it's many really young, crazy. like, I mean, but it's really teaches you that if you do anything and you do it well and you give it your all and you like treat people well, and you don't have an ego around it, it will create other opportunities. And then you're going to land on the one that is right for you. And so Bumble was a really amazing experience. And then years later, maybe a year and a half ago, uh, Bryn, who um, invented the founder, of, she's the founder of Mir. She came to us because of the success of Bumble and said, you know, I want to do the same thing for us. And obviously every company is different, but it was also a great opportunity. We really liked the, the product. We were like, could see ourselves using it. We, you know, we've been very fortunate that these two companies we started with, you know, one Bumble had this like huge IPO and then Mir had a huge exit and it put us in a position where a lot of founders come to us and ask us to invest in their companies. And it's like, you know, we didn't ever plan for that to be where we're at. We didn't plan for any of this. We never had vision boards or, you know, we didn't go to college. We have no education. We, this was not, this was not a plan. We've really just maximized the opportunities that we've gotten because we don't have business degrees. We do not have, you know, we were not theater majors. We, Aaron taught Sarah really recently. We were at a dinner. Aaron taught herself. Sarah was like, I love business. You know what? I have got to go back and finish business school. And I go, no, no, sorry. That's not what I said. I said, I need to go back. Yeah. She goes, I need to go back to business school. And I was like, I'm sorry. Were you at school to begin with? Because you didn't go to college. So I don't know what you're going back to. But I would be, I believe that you would be starting college. I and think going I'm going to go to business school. school. I think you should. I really, truly, what did Simon say? You should be, you'll be a Falcon, a Phoenix. You'll be a Phoenix. I think you That's probably, and this is like putting down education systems, but I feel like you probably got more experience in real life than you get uh, with the degree. Right. Well, listen, all these founders, they, you know, they work off of instinct. And, and the thing that we learn and why we are, able to do any of the jobs that we're doing as advisors to these companies is because it's really not about the things you've learned in college. It's about your instincts. Are you a creative person who knows what people like, who knows what people want, who can think of clever ways to pitch a company or launch a new product? And that really comes with just being an interesting person who like pays attention to what ads they like and what marketing they're drawn to. And it's really a creative role in everything that we do. And you don't, you don't get, you can't learn that. That's something that you sort of have in you or you don't. I feel like you took influencing to like the next level. Like you're not like you took influencing instead of being like an Instagram influencer and being like, swipe up, swipe up, um, <coughs> which I may have, you know, become um, <laughs> is you took that to the next level. Like you took it to working with brands to actually invest. So investing in them. So does that mean just like a business question? Does that mean you have equity in the brands that you work with? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, not all of them. Listen, we're not above doing a swipe up for like La Mer. You know what I mean? We don't own shit from La Mer. We just get, of course, like, I'd love to have equity in that. Yeah. We're, we're not above that, but, but listen, Instagram is an amazing tool and it's really helped us leverage certain partnerships and it's amazing and we, and we need it, but Instagram is not our job. You know, we really have found, and by the way, it's not yours either. No disrespect to people where that is their job. Cause it's a real thing. I mean, people are probably making more money than us just on Instagram. We, we probably don't, you know, yeah, but I guess that's the where most we, of our, we look at it like we started with a different skill set and then like brought the thing that we had done somewhere else and like used it on Instagram, but we didn't like create what we're doing on Instagram. And that's why we don't think of ourselves. Well, we don't way. have a team. You know, we don't have people are like, Oh, did you like, we don't have like when you were laughing about the bachelor, the girl from the bachelor having an assistant really made me laugh. There are two. One has two. It's really funny. Well, where we do need help is like with favorite daughter, with that Instagram. We, we want to hire someone that's to help a brand. make reels and like, but the way I feel with- about that is if you have to hire someone to project your own image out into the world, then there's something wrong with you. You mean on your personal social? Yeah. On your personal social. If you need to pay someone to be you on Instagram, then no. I hope you're fucking Bill Gates. Like, I hope that you have like, wait, the do you look- think they're not, do you think Jennifer Aniston like does her own Instagram? I mean, you would know. 
Yeah, but she does. She does. She does. That's different. She's not really like, occasionally she's posting like a video of her dog, which is definitely her doing right. that. But it's mostly like business stuff. It's not like she's posting, she's not projecting an image of herself. She is she's not, not hiring someone to come in and do her Instagram for her. I'm sure there are a lot of celebs that do that though. Yeah, they probably do. And and I just think that it's lame. Well, there's two different things. I think there's celebs that hire someone because they're too fucking busy doing their real job, mm-hmm. which is starring movies and having crazy schedules, right? So there's people that just don't have the time to deal with it, to help them, right? Like Courtney Cox has someone because she doesn't have time, right? But then there are people, which by the way, this is no disrespect to those people. Like it's it's yeah. a it's a full business in itself, but there are people where they're entire life it is Instagram, right? It is all day, every day. Like if I go four days without posting, like it's not that it's not going to change any, it's not going to change my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I don't go two seconds without posting, but for you, but for you, that's, that's for really funny. Like you have the ability to like go like this and talk to your followers. And it's like really funny and really engaging and not annoying. Oh when God. I do this, Text me and goes, don't ever do that. You're really painful. Like, stop talking to the camera. Well, listen, it's really, I think that it's very authentic to me. Sarah, coming from you, that's a really huge compliment, I have to say. Because, Sarah, you you did intimidate me until, like, today. Really? Okay, because I find you to be so not annoyed. Like, you're very likable. Because you feel like yourself. Like, And that's the thing is, like, now I think that people use Instagram as a way to portray themselves how they wish they were or what they would like for people to think that they are. And everyone has this like pretense they put on. They either pretend that they're funnier than they are. Oh, they, that's and the they new just, thing. Like, Women just like are copy comedians. Yeah, they just like, like copy sh- actual like comedians and like, it's just like fake. They're not actually oh God, funny. Okay, real can you send me an example of who this is? Because I feel like you oh. are talking of someone like specific. I need to know. Offline, I will. No, but it's but this then, thing but, where everyone- Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> and then there's a lot of people- who project their life as being like so perfect and like people who are just pretentious and people who are just like fucking phony. And, and it is very, very unique now to have anybody be just authentically themselves and really whoever you are and whatever you are being authentically, you is always going to be more compelling than being like a fake version of yourself. And you are a very unique person because you are authentically yourself. And when you are talking to the camera, it's not annoying because you're not, I don't think, thinking about how you're coming across. You're just being yourself. Yeah. And honestly, I know it sounds like ridiculous, but it's very hard to be yourself for most people. Like it's very hard for someone to be vulnerable at the right time and like confident at the right time. And people are always trying to like mimic something that they see on the internet. And, and it's just, you don't find people being themselves. And so I think that that is why you are like really growing as like the way you are. And like so many people are aware of you now is because you can't really find that on Instagram anymore. Oh my God. Thank you. No, it's it's so true what you said, because I loved how you explained it, Sarah, like how you became what you became. It's not this like annoying story of like Demi Moore was found in a mall. Like, oh, it just happened. But it's also not this like the way people, the way so many people today would be like, well, how did you start? And like, did you manifest? And did you vision board? And like, how'd you grow your following? And it's so annoying to be like, you know, it just happened, but it didn't just happen. It just one thing led to another. And you took, you took opportunities and you maximize them. And I know it's like annoying to, but you have what it takes and you're funny and you're interesting and you're smart and you're both like writers and actresses and all these things, which like, is a lot of things. I try, but did, did, oh, Aaron, you wrote, you wrote, but you, didn't you help write the show? Yes, of course. And there was a lot of improv and we had a, we had a writer's room on Barely Famous, but no, Aaron's a real writer. Aaron wrote on a R- Ryan Murphy show. I mean, Aaron is like a skilled writer. I have really good ideas. She's such good a good ide- sister to you, Aaron. You should really appreciate her more. Amanda? No, I'm we'll sorry. Start. Yeah. Aaron's the devil and everyone should know. And I'm wonderful. Mm, Amanda, you, you, Amanda, you met Sarah today. Remember that. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I didn't, I'm not telling her to, I'm not telling her to say anything. <laughs> Wait, so Somersault, I just want to, cause that was another company that I saw you recently, Sarah started, or, or did you invest in them as well? Listen, I don't, in, yes, they came, you know, I did just like a regular. They didn't, they didn't come to me. It's only Sarah. Well, cause it's a mom daughter thing. So I, they okay. came it's to me. It's a model and, swimsuit thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's for models. Sorry. It's only for models. 
Um, and when they came to me, listen, I said, look, I believe in your company. Like, I know your numbers. I know like you guys are doing crazy revenue. Don't pay me. Give me equity in your company. I've never taken a dollar from them. I but said, Sarah, I want equity. Isn't equity when some, when they only sell it, you would get the money. Yeah. But that you have, but that's me believing in them long term. Really? I, I believe in them. So I could have said like, yeah, great. Pay me Put me on a retainer and I'll, you know, advise and I'll do all right. the things. Keep your cash and I want to ride with you. Ride with you. Wow. You're like, that's why you don't need business school because you just know the biz. Yeah, but I had to learn that. I didn't know shit four months ago. Like before Bumble. Four months ago? Or five, four years, two, whatever. Five years, four and a half years ago. I, I've I've had to learn. And, and I think, I don't know. I just... If, if someone had have told me five years ago that this is where we would be in our lives and in our careers and all, I would have never imagined it taking the turns that it has taken. My twenties were super depressing. I was a huge loser. I, mm, you weren't a loser. No, I wasn't a loser. <laughs> no, I wasn't a loser, but I wasn't like living. I wasn't happy. I wasn't living to my, to my potential. I was like, you know, I was acting. You were unfulfilled. I was unfulfilled. I was acting and I was going on so many auditions and not getting jobs. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what am I supposed to do? I was like, should I open a Mexican restaurant? I thought about that. What? what? Did you? No, like, I, this is the first I'm hearing of this Mexican restaurant. No, but like when, when you're not getting acting roles, like you have to start at like 25, you have to start kind of going like, okay, what, what's what, my plan B? What's plan B, you know, but it's, I think especially for actors, it's so hard to even conceive of a plan B because it's so hard to give up on. Mm-hmm. You always think it's going to be the next one. So the truth is like, we had to freaking write something for ourselves. Did you, you know? did you give up on like auditions and acting though? I didn't give up because I mean, listen, I, 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 I really got lucky when I was 21. I got really lucky. I auditioned like two times for this major movie and I got it right. I like beat out Scarlett Johansson. I beat all these people. Whoa, beef alert. I feel like you can playing something like you can like brag about something like that. If it was like over 15 years ago. Yeah. Wait, what movie yeah. was this Sarah? Exactly. You, you'll never know. It's called it, a big bounce. Cause it was like, no one saw it. Oh, of I, course. Is that with Owen was, Wilson or something? It was like Owen Wilson, Morgan Freeman, Freeman, and I was the female lead. You were the hot chick. Yeah. So it was like. Sarah. I'm like having an image of you on like a, what's it called? A bl- uh, What's that thing in the ocean? Like a sea. Oh, like a, like a, like a, yeah, like a um, jet ski. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. But. I think you are. <laughs> I think you are too. <laughs> but from that, it was like, everyone was like, oh, you're the next like Cameron Diaz. Like, this is crazy. And I fully bought the hype. I bought it. Sarah, I like, every day I was like, I'm the next Cameron no, Diaz. I was like, I'm, Go fuck yourself. I had everyone telling me, you are the next Cameron Diaz. And I was like, I am the next Cameron Diaz. Turns out, not the next Cameron Diaz. <laughs> went on like so many auditions after that. The movie bombed. Like four people went and saw it. It was a really bad movie. I bought a ticket. Thank you. That's really sweet. Anyways, it was like, so when you have something like so big like that, just fail. And when you buy your own hype, it like sets you back a few years. Sets you back. But, but like, if you get an audition, like a script for Wonder Woman too, like you'll go, you'll do the audition now. We're not auditioning anymore. Not like, oh, we're only author only, but like, we're, we're really, we're in the process of she's writing something for us. We're also figuring out, uh, reviving barely famous. So I think, yeah, look, am I, if you know, like, you know, Scorsese calls, Scorsese calls I might be like, okay, but that's not where I be. That's not where my focus is anymore. That's amazing. You two are really like just inspiring in how you became such amazing business women and you're hot. Thank you so much for coming on Aaron and Sarah, even though Sarah like left the room. Sarah's like just peeing now. <laughs> Like she crazy. did not do that on Barbara Cochran's <laughs> podcast. You did not go to pee on Barbara Cochran's podcast. I actually think I did. I How pee, do you, you, disrespect, you disrespect Amanda? Like First of this. all, I get crazy UTIs and drink a lot of water. So I have to pee every like 15 minutes. Sorry. Is that TMI? No. No. Are you kidding me? Okay. What's coming up that we want to tell everyone? 
Favorite Daughter. Check out Favorite Daughter. They have such freaking cute stuff and um, you should check them out. And uh, World's First Podcast. When is the first episode going to drop? I think the first episode is just Sarah and I together. Oh, this week. Anyway, if you guys don't follow Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster on Instagram, you have to because they're the best. And check out Favorite Daughter and their new podcast, World's First Podcast, which is a genius name. Thank you for coming on so much. Amanda. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 